at one point we were running an agency and for me it just didn't align with what I was doing and we were too small. We were a victim of our own success. We actually got $3 million in client requests in two weeks, which is like 300 clients and stuff and we're trying to grow for it. So I had a full on burnout. So I kind of had to hit bottom to figure stuff out. G'day folks, welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation Podcast, the show where we help you start and grow your very own WordPress consulting agency. I'm your host, Troy Dean, and my feature guest this week is Daniel Danes Hutt from Amp My Content. I was introduced to Daniel by my good friend Kim Doyle when I was out in Santa Monica a couple of weeks ago for our Mavericks Club Mastermind event, and Kim was raving about Daniel and his approach to amplifying content that you've already produced. In fact, Daniel and his partner Freya have had some amazing success publishing just eight blog posts in two years. Mind you, their latest blog post is 30,000 words long. So we have a fantastic conversation about what to do with content that you've already written, how to leverage it, how to promote it, and how to make sure that it's actually moving the needle for your business. You should be paying attention to this episode for your own business because content is the number one thing that will help you attract the right clients. And you should also be paying attention and figuring out how you can apply this to your clients' content strategies. I hope you've got your notepads and paper ready to take a bunch of notes. This is a fabulous episode. Stay with us. This is the WP Elevation Podcast. Helping WordPress consultants elevate. Just before we get into this episode of the podcast, I have a quick favor to ask. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe on iTunes at wpelevation.com slash iTunes. Or if you're not an Apple user, you can get us on Stitcher Radio at wpelevation.com slash Stitcher. And please, if you are on iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. It really does help us come up in the search results and get the show in front of a wider audience. And we love your feedback and we read all of the reviews. Thanks in advance. Now let's get back to the show. G'day folks, Troy Dean here and welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation podcast, the show where we help you start and grow your very own WordPress consulting business. I'm very pleased to have with me here my feature guest this week, all the way from New Zealand, Daniel Danes Hutt. Hey Daniel, how are you doing? I am very well. Thank you for having me, sir. Oh, thank you for being on the show and thank you for your patience. We tried to do this last week and uh, the truth is you turned up ready to record an episode of the podcast and I turned up and I said, g'day, who are you and what are you doing here? <laughs> so we did, a bit of, uh, we did a bit of prep last week and now here we are doing the show. Hey, um, for those that don't know, who are you and what do you do in a nutshell? All right, so my name is Daniel Dainshut. I'm an Englishman in New Zealand, currently uh, going for a residency and all that because it's a beautiful part of the world. Um, originally a mechanical engineer, so like real nerdy mental background. Uh, I was in New Zealand. I was too old to get a visa. And so I set up a clothing company. That's how I got into all of this. That did really well. And, um, I managed to quit my job and all that kind of stuff, sold the company. And then I, um, I started getting into marketing. I started writing about marketing and paid ads because it's what I specialized in nerdy numbers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the blog posts ended up doing ridiculously well. And uh, we get a lot of people asking about content. So we've had like top 10 posts of all time on inbound.org, which is like a forum for inbound marketers. Yeah, uh, well. Growth hackers as well. We've had the top 10 content last year and the year before. So um, with like eight blog posts 
you know, uh, we've had some of the highest performing content of, of all of the content marketers, which is kind of crazy, really. So, yeah, that's how we got into it. And um, now I teach people how to actually write, but more more importantly, I teach people how to leverage content yeah. so that, you know, small businesses or agency owners and things like that, if they are writing content rather than just churning out high volume, mm-hmm. which is fine, it's mm-hmm. uh, it, instead how to actually make it, you know, grow their business. Yeah. yeah. This couldn't be a more topical conversation for you and I to be having right now. And the fact that we're recording it as a podcast is just a bonus. Frankly, I'm just here to pick your brain because and get some free consulting, if that's okay. Um, <laughs> because we are in Category A, publishing an enormous amount of content, and uh, in Column B, not doing anything to leverage it, really, apart from you know tagging a couple of people on Instagram and, and Facebook. And, and not, not there's no real uh because we're so busy publishing the content we literally don't have time to market it and leverage it which is just stupid so for anyone listening at home um do as i say do as daniel says not as troy does um so uh, before we get there though i want to talk a little bit about the quitting the job thing right yes because you just kind of threw that away as a you know yeah quit me job do all that kind of stuff how how is the mindset around because I know there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that would love to quit their job and start their own thing, but they're either too afraid of maybe they don't have the right skills, they're not you know qualified enough, they have imposter syndrome, or they're trying to replace their wage before they quit the job. What was the mindset around you going, you know what, I'm done, I'm quitting my job, I'm going all in? Well, it was that uh, we were going to get kicked out of the country. I um, <laughs> I was too old for a new visa. And um, I was literally looking for loopholes of how I could stay. And um, I saw that if I got an entrepreneurship visa at the time, that would be okay to actually stay there. Um, they change them all the time as well. So it's one of those things. But um, so I found that visa. This is like three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, I was working in retail at the time because, you know, just backpacking around. Yeah. I took a, a lesson on Photoshop on design and I designed a t-shirt, a tourist t-shirt because I could see like a market for it. Designed it, put it on Facebook and I woke up the next morning to five sales and, um, and I was like, oh, I guess I got to figure out where to get them printed now and things like that. Um, but yeah, it was pretty crazy and it's, it's one of those things. I always say like t-shirts are kind of like the gateway drug because it's so easy to set up and it only costs you like 40 bucks or whatever to sell one. Um, you suddenly see that you don't have to trade time for hours. I will say, however, imposter syndrome, things like that, mm. it's always, always there. Mm. Seth Godin writes about it. He like he's had how many uh, New York Times bestsellers? Not mm. only that, but he's ghostwritten other books for other people, and they've been New York Times bestsellers. And he still thinks, oh no, someone's going to call me out on it. Mm. You know, I found a big thing for me. Let me grab these. These are right next to where I work, so there's a bookshelf just here. Mm-hmm. I have two books on stoicism. I'm not sure if people will be able to see the video. One is called uh, Ego is the Enemy. The other oh, one is oh, Obstacle oh, is the Way. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yep. And then uh, this other book is The Marshmallow Test, which is about long-term goal rewards kind of thing. So I have those just up there to kind of flick through and remind myself. In fact, I was reading one of them just before because, you know, you do get imposter syndrome before the call. Yeah. Yeah, people yeah. get nerves, you know? Totally. Absolutely. I, 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 um, I get imposter syndrome and I – go on to other people's podcasts. I get imposter syndrome sometimes when I host our podcast. We do a Facebook live show every Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock. I get imposter syndrome before we go live there. Uh, Susan Jeffers, I think it was, wrote a great book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. 
which I think is the definition of courage. Ryan Holiday is a legend. I love Ryan Holiday. I uh, saw him speak live at a conference in Perth years ago. Uh, Ego is the Enemy and The Obstacle is the Way, uh, two of his fabulous books. And he had another book called... Daily Stoic is one. He's got a few books. What was his first book? Um, trust Me, uh, I'm Lying. Trust Me, I'm Lying. Fantastic book. And that kind of charts his journey to becoming the... He, he kind of worked as the marketing director for American Apparel at one point. Uh, he basically was the master of pulling off stunts to get PR for companies. Yeah, great, uh, great thinker. Um, how do you, how do you, apart from reading Ryan Holiday books, how do you? Uh, so we'll put a link to that in the show notes, by the way, to those books. Uh, go and check them out. How do you overcome imposter syndrome? What's the self talk? That what's the the ritual that you go through in your head before you're about to get on a podcast with Troy Dean and you're kind of freaking out? What's the, <laughs> Well, I do have notes next to me, so I know like if I won't miss anything about the stuff that we're going to talk about. Sure. So there is that. So being prepared. Yeah. I also um, that stoicism, the stuff that he's talking about, that's really helpful. So uh, praise and criticism. I don't try and um, I try and ignore both, really, because they're both uh, both as bad as each other. Yeah. Um, you're never going to please everyone, no matter what you do, kind of thing. Like I, for one, for example, the once I, I released this article, this guy read the article, he went and took action on it, he made seventeen thousand dollars setting up these retargeting ads and stuff. The next day, he loves it. Someone else emails me to say the content is too long and the pictures are not optimized. So it's like you know, no matter what you do, you can't please everyone. So that's a big part of it. I actually did have like a full on. At one point, we were running an agency, and for me, it just didn't align with what I was doing, and we were too small. We were a victim of our own success. We actually got $3 million in client requests in two weeks, which is like 300 clients and stuff, and we're trying to grow for it. So I had a full-on burnout, so I kind of had to hit bottom to figure stuff out. I put on like a heap of weight, you know, like I kind of remember how heavy, but like 45 kgs heavier than I am now kind of thing. Yeah, which is big, big lad. so a lot of it is cutting out distraction. I don't really do much on social media and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I have everything planned out, so I'm just doing the one next task, which is yeah. huge for me. So uh, there's a whiteboard wall behind us, and it has like the tasks laid out for the quarter. And each quarter task next to it is then broken down to the elements and then to that. So it's like 2,500 visitors. I want to get organic visitors to this new article. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the three things I'm going to do to do that. And then for the first thing, the elements are broken down. So then it's just I work on that one task and I ignore everything else. And yeah. as long as I get that one task done each day, yep. you kind of, it doesn't matter if you're or anything else because you are just moving forward. I Okay, nerdness. I was watching this thing with Brian Cox yesterday. Mm. The, I uh, love Brian Cox. Right, genius. He's actually coming uh, to New Zealand in a couple of weeks for this massive tour. He was talking about complexity and simplicity, like in, in systems and in, in humans and things like this. And we always kind of crave complexity and we try and create it. And he said, what happens in nature is actually it's simple things, like simple rules, this, this, and this, organically create that complexity, which then creates the next thing. So James Clear's got a really good book at the moment called Atomic Habits. And oh, he's yes, talking about, yes. right, like laser targeting the smallest thing. Yeah. For example, me getting pressed to this article, mm-hmm. talking to you takes an hour. Yeah. I get to help you. I get to help your audience. But the amount of traffic I'll get to that post is yeah. huge. So it's like it's finding the smallest, most leverageable things that you can do with your time 
rather than me going and getting business cards printed or whatever else. So <laughs> it's it's all about that. You don't have business cards, cards, Daniel? What do you mean you don't have business cards? I don't. I don't even have a phone. <laughs> I haven't had business cards for years. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I was listening to James Clear on the Entree Leadership podcast recently talking about Atomic Habits and uh, fascinating thinker. I'm really looking forward to reading that book as well. Um, one of the things that this reminds me of is um, my word for the year is intention. Yeah. And so I'm trying to live more intentionally just by setting myself. So I've been journaling this year. I'm using the best self uh, journal planner, something I've kind of resisted for a long time, but I'm finding it really helpful um that there you go yeah spot on um i'm finding it really helpful just to write down the three things that would make today a win and just focusing on and you know how bloody hard it is to get three things done a day yeah because i work in an office we've got staff here i've got you know i've got a whole bunch of noise coming at me every day uh which is all good but it's really difficult to focus on just getting three things done but i absolutely agree with you that the the way to overcome that, that fear and that imposter syndrome is just at the end of the day, and I also agree with you about praise and and um, and criticism. They're two sides of the same coin because it's external influence that's affecting you. Yeah. At the end of the day, I like to walk out of the office and pat myself on the back and say, I did a good job today. And I go home and I put my head on the pillow at night and go, well done, buddy. You did good today. That's the only thing that matters. Um, and if I journal and I stick to my intention for the day, I generally feel better about my day once I hit the once, once I hit the pillow. Um, great. Okay, so this is this is very practical, very useful. I do now want to dig into um, uh, what is. So we talk about content, and everyone knows the importance of publishing content. But the thing that most people miss, I would say ninety five percent of people that publish content actually miss this: is what do you do with the content once <laughs> you've published it? And you talk about publishing eight blog posts in a two-year period. Yeah. Dude, we, we publish eight blog posts a day sometimes here, you know. Um, and it's just noise. It's, we're just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. So what, what, what is, first of all, what is, what is your take on this? What is it that we should be focusing on rather than just publishing more content? I think um, as humans, we copy what we see. And most of the information we get are from businesses that um, are news sites. Their business model is uh, eyeballs on a screen, sees an advert, they get paid a couple of cents every time someone sees it. So their model is to churn out as much content, as much noise as possible to get people back. And so we kind of, we see that and we try and copy it, especially if we're not seeing the impact that we want from the content. I think it's one of those things where you feel good because you wrote something and it's it's done. It's an asset you created. You put something out in the world. Um, whereas sending emails, which you you might not get a reply for like five days, and then nothing might come from it. It's rejection constantly. So it's it's binary, right? It's one or zero. You either succeed or you fail, and you're yeah. failing ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah. So um, a lot of us we copy that because it's a similar system. You know, we see that. Uh, Everyone else is writing, so we're writing. There's like 84 million posts, I think, a month just on WordPress alone, not including like Squarespace and Wix and all this other stuff. What I like to think of, and a big thing, and I kind of get a lot of pushback on this sometimes, is traffic is a bonus to content. You shouldn't be writing just for the goal of traffic. Mm. You should be writing to help make your day easier because if you if you've ever worked in retail – you have the same conversation again and again, selling mm -hmm. different products and stuff. 
And so anything that you do more than once, any conversation you have more than once, there should be content around it mm-hmm. because someone is going to need that to move to the next level to become a customer. Yeah. So I see a lot of websites who have traffic but no sales. And the people who have churned out high volume for years and years and years. And yes, they're getting sales, but they're getting 0.4% of a million visitors, mm-hmm. you know? Whereas you've got other people who get um, sales but no traffic, normally kind of direct response blogs and things like that, mm-hmm. but not really doing any, they're not building assets or SEO, but what they have converts and then they make sales and they move from there. You need to have a blend of the two. So you need content that builds trust, uh, content that builds authority, content that pe- uh, makes people want to share and interact with you. Have Just having those conversations, there's so many people like I say, who just don't have that content to help them make the sale. And so it's equivalent of you buy this retail store and this massive mall and there's millions of people coming through every day, but the person working the register is awful yeah. and they're not even there half the time and things like that. So like why have you got all that traffic if it's not converting? Mm. So that's a big part of it. Once you realize that, you can kind of step back and say, okay, well, if we're just a bit more efficient with a few things, and it doesn't matter how much traffic we get because even if we still get 100 people a month and that's it, we can make sales from those people rather than just trying to do the next thing. And yeah. I apologize. I'm like three coffees deep. It's uh, one in the afternoon here now. No, no, it's all good. Um, so we publish a blog post. Yes. So we've talk- So, so your, your business amp, my content, is, is about – it's not. It's not necessarily about getting the content in front of a million eyeballs. It's about leveraging that content to amplify the results, yeah? Uh, a bit of both. So if we can make the content more effective, then if you get 100 people, it doesn't matter because you're making more sales from that 100. Mm-hmm. Then if we can actually promote it and promote it effectively, it has kind of like a compound scale where suddenly it's getting seen by uh, 500, 1,000, 5,000 and stuff like that. Now imagine if it's still performing at that kind of rate. It's huge. So industry standard opt-in rate for someone who reads a blog post on opt-in is about 2%, less than that. Yeah. Ours at the moment, our lowest is 17% and our highest is 83%. So 83 out of 100 people who read become a subscriber. So that's so... I know, it's insane. So they're so much like more likely to become a customer mm-hmm. because of that. AMP is still a fairly new site. It's something I started with my partner, Freya. Um, so it's only been going for about four or five months. So our traffic isn't huge right now. Like we've had spikes and things and we've seen like 50,000 visitors and stuff. But day to day, you know, we might only get 80 visitors right now. We're mm. still promoting and pushing content out there. But... Out of you know, out of a hundred visitors, eighty become subscribers. That's mm. huge, huge growth. Mm. So, and what's the what's the what's the trick to go from you know two percent to seventeen percent to eighty three percent in conversion rate? Mm. So we use a method called a hyper specific next step offer. So I've got a background in direct response, which is like paid ads marketing, but it's more than that. It's it's about a mathematical approach. So that you see a specific, um, you always have to have an action, a call to action. Mm-hmm. Someone always has to take an action at the end. And that's how we can measure response. So we mm-hmm. have to be able to measure it. Mm-hmm. And we are, it's also a lot of psychology based. So I have like heaps of books on neuroscience and psychology and behavior and stuff here. I totally nerd out on this stuff. Mm-hmm. So a big thing for me is I don't have anything else to capture the email apart from this HSO offer. It is hyper-specific, so it's unique to every article. 
I don't mm. just use something I've used before. It's lazy. Yep. It's also the next thing they want to do. If they're reading that post, what is the next action they want to take? If we take that back to the retail analogy, if they read this post and they want to take the next action and your option is something totally different mm. or you have missing something, what are they going to do? They're going to Google and go to a competitor. Mm. So by giving them an option to take, um, it makes it easy. So I have an article on this, how to set them up and stuff. goes through mm. all of it. The offer is, hey, I've got like uh, five two-minute videos showing you how to do this one by one by one. Click here and I'll send you the link for all the videos. So that gets like a 25% opt-in rate because it. it's it's the logical thing that they want to do next, you know? Yep. So that's all it is really. If you want to get down into like nerdy psychology of it, I remove every other kind of opt-in because if I only give them one action to take, they're more likely to take that action. Yeah. I um, It's a two-step opt-in in that I never have the opt-in form on the page because if you do that, there's this perception of effort. I don't want to yep. fill in my thing. But if you say, hey, do you want these videos? Click here. They click it and, and then the email form appears. Yep. They're 40% more likely to fill out the details and carry on. Yeah, totally. So it's like small things like this. And we yeah. go into all of it, but that'll increase your opt-in rate again and again and again. And straight away, that means that your content is now more effective. Even if you don't improve that content or get more traffic to it, it's still going to actually convert better. So let's say you've convinced me to produce less content. <clears throat> which we're going to do anyway, and we're going to focus on leveraging the content that we've already got. And and I know you've written an epic blog post on this about how to promote content. What are the, like the first, th apart from throwing Facebook ads at it, what are the first three things that I should do to try and promote a, a great piece of content that we've already produced? Okay, so there's a lot of different promotion methods, and we use almost all of them in fairness, because they all have their strengths, but they also have weaknesses. So when I talk about paid ads, people think I'm against SEO. I'm not, I'm not crazy. It's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars if you rank yeah. in Google and things. Yeah. The only thing is, uh, so this article right now, I've built over 100 websites linking to it. Yet Google's only picked up 40, and I'm, not, uh, I'm on the front page, but I'm not ranking number one. And mm. that was months and months and months ago. So like I'd be mad just to do SEO. So mm. we do paid ads and stuff in between. Anyway. We follow a three-phase promotion process. So we take these different elements and stuff. We actually start doing work to promote the article before it's published. Mm. So we'll be interacting in forums and things like that and building up goodwill and finding out what people actually want in the article before we write the article. Because people are going to be interested if like, that's, that's really the stuff, right? Mm. We'll also get influencers on board early because... If you're trying to grow an audience, and it doesn't even matter if you've already got a big audience, if you're just growing it off your own back, it's quite difficult. Whereas if you get the attention of people who have your readership, it's much easier. Now, these guys are bombarded with stuff all the time. Um, what can happen is if you can get them involved early on before it's even published and you can get them to assist in the content and things like that, make them look good, maybe they give you some advice and there's some back and forth, it creates buy-in and it's what's called the ikea principle so say that you have this beautiful table and then you get this cheap one from ikea and you make it yourself if you're moving house and you're going to sell both of them you would sell the one that you made yourself for more than you would the one that you bought <laughs> and it's because we place this um 
we place this kind of uh, bias on stuff that we've worked on. We see it as more valuable and things like that. So hmm. if you can get influencers to help you early on, when you come to promote, when you come to launch the post, they are so much more likely to share it and link to it and things like that. One, you probably made them look good, but two, they are involved and they wanted to succeed. So that's yeah. all stuff early on that people just miss, you know? Yep. Uh, going back to Ryan Holiday, he talks about in uh, Trust Me, I'm Lying. He talks about trading up the chain as well. So that book, again, uh, The Obstacle is Away, huge mm-hmm. book right now. Lots of people know about it. It didn't become a New York Times bestseller until about seven months after it actually came out. And what happened is I think a football blog picked it up and then someone else, and then the captain of the uh, New England Patriots got it, and then he gave it to all his team members, and then all of a sudden it blew up overnight. And he calls it trading up the chain. So you use one victory to go to the next one and the next one and the next one. It's Mm. so much easier to reach out to an influencer and say, hey, so-and-so shared this already. They're going to check it out. And then the next person, the next person, and so on, because it gives social proof and value. A lot of people will get a small win. Oh, that's it. And then they go on to the next thing. No, that's... That's the first foothold, and then you go to the next, and the next, and stuff like that. So when we launch, you want to try and get as much of a push as possible. If you – um, no one eats in an empty restaurant. Mm, uh, they don't true. want to be there, and they don't want to – you know, it's weird. So what what will happen is the sta- uh, they'll put the staff in the window to eat their lunch. Yeah. And what happens is it looks like the restaurant is busier than it is, and then the people come in and things like that. Same with yeah. content. If no one's interacting, if no one's talking about it or sharing it – Mm. it's hard to get that first input, impetus, which is why if you've got influencers who are paying attention and things like that, that helps. But it's also we're trying to get this big push. So like you've got influencers sharing it. You've got forums sharing it. You can start running just cheap paid ads, you know, like five bucks a day. You can even run engagement ads. So you can get people just commenting and liking and sharing the advert as well instead so all of a sudden if it's got like a hundred likes people are going to pay attention things like that there's, there's lots of different tricks mm. well not really tricks it's 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 trying to nothing that we do or teach or anything like that is hacking the system instead they're fundamentals of why things go viral and why things happen and how people work so if facebook died tomorrow it would still work but on a different channel and things like yeah. that yeah yeah so you, during that early stage, you're trying to get as much attention as possible and build up from it. And then after that, in the post-promotion phase, you can get into like SEO and scaling your paid ads and stuff. But again, I apologize. I am three coffees deep. And, <laughs> no, uh, it's all it's good. Very this is gold. <laughs> no, this is gold. I, I'm taking a lot of mental notes and I, I'm looking forward to the transcript of this because I'm going to go through it and pull out. A, uh, I can already see that we're in the process at the moment of of uh, drawing out the skeleton of an Asana template so that every piece of content that we're going to produce, we're think, we've are we been thinking produce the content, publish it, promote it. But since speaking with you last week and speaking to Kim Doyle, who I hung out with in Santa Monica a couple of weeks ago, uh, we recorded an episode of the podcast that we're about to publish in a couple of days. I think she was one that introduced us. I'm now even thinking, how do we start promoting this content before it's even written? And that's something that's just blown my mind. I wasn't even, you know, that's new thinking for me. So, um, so this is gold. Um, you have written a, a big blog post on this topic. What is just, just what, on paid promotion? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is amp my content promoted hyphen content. Yes. That's the URL. Yeah. Great. Amp my slash promoted hyphen content. I'll put a link in the show notes there. People can check that out. How long is that blog post? 30,000 words. 
30,000 words. That's a book, my friend. It is. It's literally 30, a book. It's more words than that uh, Ryan Holiday yeah. book. I had a guy email me once about the podcast and he said, I love your podcast, but they're too long. I wish you'd just publish the good bits. Yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> response was, well, well, the problem with that is what you think of the good bits and what other people think of the good bits are two different things. So here's a radical yeah. idea. Just listen to the whole bloody thing and take out the cherries, you know? <laughs> I can't stand it. These people who... um. They they subscribe to services where they get a book and it tells them like the five main things from the book yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, it. Yeah. And yeah. So I'm a big like I said, I'm a big psychology nerd. The reason how we create patterns and things in our brain, how we make choices and stuff, is based on emotional connection. And so if we don't have all that other stuff, it doesn't just knowing the thing is not enough. So that's right. at the end, I always joke, Bruce Willis is a ghost. So if you knew that about Sixth Sense, Bruce Willis yeah. is a ghost, the film sucks. You're yeah. like, oh, wow, there's a twist. But if you watch the entire thing and when you get to it, it's yeah. suddenly more important. And it's the oh, same with fantastic. content. Yeah. I had someone today complain uh, on one of our adverts, and you will always get people complain on adverts, uh-huh. that uh, in their <laughs> humble opinion, the article was too long and yeah. didn't, give any, uh, didn't give any steps, which yeah. is a lie because it's eight chapters and every chapter is actionable. So like the first one, you figure out how much you can actually spend on ads. And then mm. I get you to do the math before you move on to research I and mean, then design I and mean, all this other stuff. Mm. But it's not just that as well. Like you can't listen to praise or criticism because that article converts at 83% opt-in rate. If I yeah. change it to meet her specifications, it actually makes less money. Yeah. You know, so it's like you can't listen to everyone no. because not everyone is right. That's right. You know? That's exactly right, and and comments social comments on social media are a cancer, and uh, you know I've taken many approaches over the years. Um, I'm not very good at ignoring them. My approach now is I want to slap people up the side of the head and tell them the truth and tell them to you know. Um, my friend Dan Norris published a, uh, a article. Uh, I put a post up on Facebook. Um, about his new book called Create or Hate. So he'd written a book about you're either a creator or a hater. And he published a post about it on Facebook. Someone left a comment, a negative comment on it. And Dan chimed in and said, fuck you, buddy, go write your own book, (laughs) which I just (laughs) thought was fantastic. It's like, if you haven't written a book and you're criticizing my book, you have no right to criticize my book because you don't know how much work is involved in writing a book. So just shut up. Stop being a negative Nancy. Um, so uh, the uh, I've, I've got to ask, because I am a, a sucker for a shiny widget, how do you manage all the things there are to do when promoting content? Do you have like a favorite tool that you use to keep it all together apart from the whiteboard behind you? Um, so we actually created a program, training program. It's called the Amplify Content Academy. The, the reason it came around is people were kept asking us how to do it and stuff. But yeah. In reality, it was an internal training system for interns. Mm -hmm. And so there is so many moving levers and so many different things. And it's really like, they're not difficult, but it is the subtleties of each part and remembering them when you come back to do it. Because even though I do paid ads, I'll set up an advert. I set up an advert a week ago. I check in every day, but I don't write a new ad because it's Mm. profitable. Mm. So I'm going to forget things next time I come to write an ad. Yeah. And so instead, we created these internal training programs, these SOPs. And then from that, we started creating videos as well. So And then templates and all this other stuff. Mm. We do actually have some of it in Asana. So it's like it follow Amplify and, and the stuff in Asana. It follows a set process. 
Mm-hmm. This is how we come up with content. Here's how we draft. Here's how we edit. Here's how we get it. Here's pre-promotion. Here's post-promotion. Here's scaling. And we literally work through it from front to back. And I always advise that the person who wrote the post is the person who prom- promotes the post. Mm. So much easier to find people who want to read it and a reason behind it and an angle if you're the person who did the research and wrote the thing. Yeah. In fairness, you're going to hate it. You're going to hate talking about the post because it might have taken you a week to write and you might be promoting it for like a month or so. You're yeah. like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. But the thing is, it's the best ROI because you are going out there. This thing converts to these people who are your customer. Don't write something new. Go find more people like them and tell, right. them and tell them and tell them and tell them and tell them. So we follow this entire process because there's so many things to think of and, and forget and stuff. So it's all just filed away. Yep on a hard drive and in the cloud and on a program just so it doesn't get lost. And because we also update it and things, you know, okay, yeah. well, this has changed or tweak this or blah, blah, blah. But yeah. yeah, that's the easiest way so that we, um, no one can remember everything, right? No, that's right. Um, I love it. I love it too. We had a uh, we, we a lot of the stuff that we produce here is for staff training, which we then say, hey, this is really interesting and useful, and customers are asking about it, and then we release it to our customers. We might do a slightly more polished version and release it to our customers, but it usually starts off with training the team here how to do things. Because that's all you need. It's like anything that you're doing more than once, create a video, create a template, make the notes of why, yeah, and then it makes it easy and it makes you more effective at it, especially if you're teaching people how to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because then it's so much easier. Like me talking about paid ads for content, I've talked about it so many times. It's so easy for me to talk about, you yeah. know. So that again helps with anxiety. But um, yeah. <laughs> then writing the ads. So I like I set up a new ad this week. It uh, it's got eighty five opt ins in the last seven days, just for a small budget. Mm-hmm. Um, some days it gets more opt-ins than it gets clicks. <laughs> so like people who clicked on it yesterday opt in today yeah, and things right. like that. Like at one point we had like five clicks and like 15, 16 opt-ins. <laughs> it's because we follow templates and things to how to do stuff and then it works and everything is there for a reason and everything's in a specific order for a specific reason and things like that. Yeah, consistency yeah. Is, is key. What's your business model these days? Is it just training and online courses? You still do agency work or...? I don't do agency work anymore. It totally, um, I got PTSD on it, if I'm honest. Yeah. I don't know, that isn't always the best thing. It's just, it wasn't the business model for me. Yeah. Well, I'm getting nervous just talking about it. Um, yeah, yeah. I would get, I was bad at managing it. So I would get calls at like 4 a.m. and things like that and get up mm. and it would be stuff for, that wasn't even to do with us. Hey, my website's down. Yeah, we do mm. your paid ads, you know, kind of thing yeah. like that. Yeah. So we, <laughs> so we don't do that anymore. Took some time off to figure that out. Um, basically we have the blog because it means I can help far more people than I could as an agency because we can only take on like five clients, Mm. you know, whereas now we get thousands of people reading it every week. Mm. Um, we do, uh, we have a training program. We do some consulting calls. So sometimes people will, um, uh, pay to get on Skype and they'll send me an article in advance and we'll go through it or we might talk about content strategy. I don't do a lot of those just because, um, I'm a big fan of deep work. If I, like, I need set hours of time to be focusing on that one thing, you know, if Mm. we're doing outreach or whatever, I don't like to break it up. Um, But that is the model, basically. People read our blog, uh, they become a subscriber. Uh, We open up the academy kind of like every 40 days to a small group of people just so we can help. A big thing for me is trying to help people succeed so that we have a lot of interaction. So that's Mm. why we just do a small group each time and it's easy to manage and so on. Once people are going, we can then bring in the new people and stuff, you know. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's it uh, at the moment. And we're just um, polishing and trying to figure that out and stuff, you know. 
Awesome. And that ampmycontent.com is where people can go to learn all about it? Yeah, totally. Perfect. It's all on there. Awesome. Daniel Danes Hart, thank you very much for joining us on the WP Elevation podcast. It's been fascinating and you've certainly given me a lot to think about and, and as I said, very topical because we are talking about our content strategy here uh, in the in the building right now. So we're definitely going to take some of this stuff on board. Thank you very much for your, your generosity and your time and wish you all the best for the future. You are very welcome. Thank you very much. And um, I hope it's been helpful to people. Super helpful. There you go, gang. That is another episode of the WP Elevation podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Please subscribe, leave us a rating and a review at iTunes. You can find that at wpelevation.com slash iTunes and hit us up on Facebook and YouTube as well and say good day. I look forward to speaking with you again soon on the podcast. Until then, I'm Troy Dean. Go Elevate. Go Elevate.